So what would you do if you go on vacation and everything starts to go wrong the minute you step through the hotel door? Would you react poorly? Would you run screaming from the hills? What would you do if you have planned a relaxing, nice holiday and then everything goes to shit? Today's episode, we're going to cover exactly that because believe it or not, that's what my week is looking like at the moment. But more of that in a second. Hola, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, the podcast where we talk about life, love, travel, business, and everything in between. Life tends to get messy sometimes, and nobody really taught us how to live it. With your new best friend, confidant, and host, yours truly, Sabrina. I will always have your back, and it is my mission that you never feel alone again, because I'm always here. So fasten your seatbelts, because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two. And let's go. Welcome back to Pretty Sure. How is everyone doing today? I hope you are all staying safe. If you are vacationing, if you are traveling, if you're visiting your family, or if you are on a getaway vacation or something like that, please stay safe. Wear your masks all of the normal social distancing rules and try to stay away from people you don't know if you are not sure if they have the virus or not. Just, you know, for safety precautions. (laughs) If you haven't already heard, I am actually in Mexico right now. I mentioned in the last episode that I was visiting my family in Mexico because I'm actually running away from coronavirus lockdown in France. It has been one of the most hard-hit countries in terms of, I want to say, measures, like safety measures. So we're heading towards a second lockdown. And right now, bars, restaurants are closed. They have a curfew in place and a lot of things. So like I mentioned last episode, I didn't really want to stay home alone, locked in my room, and maybe not being able to come for Christmas and seeing my parents because I'm obviously alone over there in Europe. But anyway, so I flew back home, spent two lovely weeks at home, and then it was my dad's birthday. So on the 25th of October, this Sunday, it was his 65th birthday. And he is, he's a a very funny character because he is German, but he's more Mexican than German nowadays. And so instead of spending his birthday at home or like going to cold weather on Christmas or whatever it is, He is probably the most beach-obsessed person you've ever known, which comes in handy for me because obviously I get to enjoy going to the beach with him and my mom whenever they do plan a vacation. But long story short, he really wanted to have his entire family, that includes my half-siblings, his grandchildren, and all the family here for his birthday. That was his initial plan. Obviously, coronavirus and 2020 had other plans for him, (laughs) and so he quickly had to cancel that. And so he was slightly sad. I don't want to say depressed because I don't think he's ever been depressed, but he was really sad and feeling down, and so that was part of the reason why I decided to come back home and visit him and my mom. And he decided that, screw that, he was going to take a small vacation with us, and we were going to the beach. 
So I was tasked with organizing the whole trip, giving him options, ideas, and figuring out the destination. So my dad is obsessed with Cancun and the Riviera Maya and basically the Caribbean because it is so beautiful. It is clear turquoise blue waters, white sand that's so soft. You don't even feel like you're stepping on sand and warm weather. Even when it's raining, it's warm. So it's it's a great place. If you haven't been here, I highly recommend. Maybe not right now unless you can travel safely, but in the near future, definitely highly recommend coming to the Riviera Maya in Mexico because we're really friendly here. So I was tasked with looking at different hotels and my dad likes to enjoy the good life because he's worked all his life. He celebrated and he, you know, he's just done a hard work throughout his life that he likes to go big or go home. So I was tasked with finding a nice hotel. I did end up finding a really nice hotel. It's the Unico 2087 in the Riviera Maya, which is supposed to be really pretty, really nice, and had really great reviews because, like I've already mentioned as well, I am a big review person. I am a Google Maps micro-influencer. And so if you go check out some of the places in Paris, I've left reviews, I've left videos, and I've left pictures. And this week, I actually reached a new milestone of having 3 million views on my pictures, which is really exciting. But yeah, long story short, I always go into the reviews because I know that these are the people that I can trust. And so when picking a hotel, some of the things that you should look out for is not necessarily just looking at the hotel's social media, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if they have it, but also looking at things that they're tagged in. So maybe locations, maybe influencers or regular people that go and leave messages or leave, you know, like use a little tag and post a picture, video, boomerang, reel, whatever it is. But not only that, you should not 100% trust their website because obviously when people have their own content, they post their own websites, it is showing the best version of themselves. So they can show beautiful, gorgeous rooms in front of amazing ocean, but you don't know if these have been there for like 20 years or 10 or if recently been remodeled, you know, you don't really know what happens if you just take websites and social media into account. So what I would recommend you guys doing, and this is something that I actually do whatever trip I take, whatever place I go. Obviously first I check the place out. I Google it. I look at reviews. I look at other blogs if I've never been there. If I've already been there, I kind of have a better idea, but I still go and read reviews. So what I will go and do is I will go on Google and I will type the hotel name. So in this case, let's say I'm typing Unico 2087 and then I go to TripAdvisor. I'm not a big fan about the TripAdvisor layout on their website, but I am a big fan about their reviews and categories and all of that because they are super thorough and they have different reviewers from different places. You can see the awards they've had. You can see the walkability of the hotel or the resort. You can see it categorized by good comments, bad comments, specifically about, let's say, baby rooms or honeymoons or whatever it is. So I always, always search. Oh, and one of the most fun things, it tells you 
what number it's ranked at in the hotels in the area. So if you're a really big fan about that and like to stay in, let's say, top 10 or top 20, you can definitely go and check that. And it's really fun because it also has professional pictures and pictures from people that are visiting it or that have visited. So I go through there, I kind of see what they have, I see their score, and then if it fits the requirements that I have in this case for my family, I will go and read the reviews. Here's the thing with reviews, guys. You have to check out at least three pages of reviews. I'm not saying read thoroughly through them and read every word, but do keep an eye out because sometimes there will be three great reviews and then you stop looking and then down below there's like 10 really bad reviews or vice versa. There's like three really bad reviews and then you keep scrolling and reading and there's like 10 or 15 great reviews. And so if you only look at the top three or the top ones that show up, you might miss out on a great opportunity because you are just taking it at face value. So this is what I did for this hotel. I read through it. I read through, I want to say like 20 different hotels until I stumbled upon this one. And the reviews were mostly positive where they said, great experience, best service ever, had the best experience. Some people came here for their honeymoon. Some people came here for bachelorettes. Some people came here for birthdays with friends, for anniversaries, you know, many, many different types of guests. And so I thought, you know, this is going to be a great hotel. This is going to be amazing. It looks so pretty, great reviews. I'm sure A, my parents are going to be happy and B, I'm going to be happy. And also some of the reviews were talking about being a great food place and how they had like menus from I don't know what chef and decoration was pretty and it looked new. And so finally decided on this place. We were so excited. I was so excited because if you don't know me, I love to tan. Obviously, I use special like sun creams that are vegan, that are reef safe and biodegradably friendly and all of that. And I use protection. I constantly put sunscreen on and like natural sunblock and all of that. So I was really excited. I even bought some cute little outfits because I didn't pack a suitcase when I came here to Mexico and I had a lot of random stuff in my suitcase that I'm not entirely sure I'm ever going to use but you know at the moment I was like I feel like wearing this so anyway I had it all prepared my parents were super excited I was super excited to have like a relaxing week and everything and so we take the flight we arrive here first day was pretty not thunderstormy, but it was a bit rainy. Still some sun came out and we were like, it's okay. First day, nothing's wrong with it. It'll only get better from here. It's going to be great. And so we started looking at the forecast and it quickly started changing. It went from super sunny to rainy with some sun until eventually it changed to a thunderstorm. So obviously we had a beautiful Sunday. I tanned, so I'm a bit more bronzed, which I'm super excited about. If you go on my Instagram, you can go check out how that looks like. Sunday was great. My dad's official birthday. We had dinner. Everything was going great. And then stuff started to happen. So the first issue we actually encountered, and this is not saying anything negative about Americans because I love you. I have so many American friends and I feel for you and for the pain that you're all feeling with everything that's going on, you know, with Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's going on with ICE and immigration, deportation, and all of those things, specifically the election. So 
I'm not a very political person because I, you know, just believe in what's right and all of those things. But I do feel like it is my duty to mention and remind you to please go vote. If it's still eligible to vote early, go and vote early. If not, have the official election day settle down, write it in a notebook, write it in your phone, put a reminder, text a friend to remind you, text your mom to remind you, whoever it is, and go vote. Because if you don't vote, you can't make a change. And this is in no way sponsored by absolutely anyone. I'm telling you this from my own free will and desire to remind you that even small amounts of people can make a difference because with every individual, it starts amounting to something. And then all of a sudden you have 100,000 people, a million people. So don't forget to vote. Now that I'm done with that tangent, going back to the first issue we had with the hotel. So it is known that the Cancun area is always flooded with American and Canadian tourists. And so it's kind of even become somewhat of a spring break vacation destination. And nothing wrong with that. It's a fun place, lots of bars. Obviously right now with COVID they're closed, but in general, lots of bars, clubs, and all of that. The only bad thing about just having one type of tourist coming in masses to the area is that the service starts declining. And one of the big issues that my parents have had, because they've obviously come more often than I have, is that in most of the big resorts where the majority of tourists and guests are American, they get worse service if they hear anyone speaking in Spanish. Again, this has nothing to do with the tourists itself. It has a lot to do with the Mexican mentality and the fact that we are very giving, caring, and friendly people, and we always put tourists and visitors first it leaves people feeling inferior. And so there's a lot of complexes that Mexican people have. Again, not in general, some people. I don't want you to think that I'm generalizing. But there is a lot of people that feel bad because they're Mexican. They feel inferior. And, you know, it's just been perpetrated in the media. And it has a lot to do the same with racism. You know, we have a lot of colorism here in Mexico, Latin America. And also, I want to say in India, even though I really don't know much about it, but from the series and movies and from friends, that's what I've heard. So basically, we have a lot of colorism here. And so sadly, most of the people that are working in the service industry in the big hotels and resorts in these areas come from underprivileged people or people that, you know, maybe they don't have studies, but they learned a skill or two, they learned English, and so they're waiters, they're servers, they're, you know, different people. Basically what happens with them is they know that Americans tip well, and so they will give better service to Americans, and they will neglect local people because they think that we're not going to tip them well. So the first thing, the first issue that happened, going back to this whole situation, we go to the beach, a waiter comes up to us and we order some drinks. So we order, I think it was like water, regardless what it was. We order some drinks to the beach and then the guy says, yeah, sure, I'll bring it right over. 20 minutes pass, 30 minutes pass, we see him coming back and forth, back and forth, bringing drinks to other tables, lounge chairs, and then my parents kind of start getting annoyed and they ask him, they're like, hey, um, we ordered like 40 minutes ago. Are you still going to bring our drinks or should we go get them? And then he suddenly says, oh, 
yeah, um, this is not my area. So if I took your order, sorry, but you're going to have to order to another waiter. And then we were really weirded out by this because obviously it was this area because the people that were sitting next to us, they had actually gotten their drinks and the people behind us had also gotten their drinks. And so my dad got really annoyed and he said, but you took our order. Like you could have told us you weren't serving if that was the issue. It ended up the waiter just was really stressed, overwhelmed and, you know, had this thought of like Americans tip better. So I'm going to offer them better service than other people. Obviously, this is not acceptable, not because, you know, you should give better treatment to anyone specifically, but if you're paying a hotel, you're all paying the same price, you're all paying the same thing, you should give equally good service regardless of who tips better. Anyway, talk to the manager and they offer their sincerest apologies and service improved. So that was the first thing. We got over it. We're still like, eh, it's all going to be fine. There's nothing to worry about. It's all good. Went to dinner turns out they didn't have any vegan options and so for me and my mom so we actually asked hey could you do like a salad or could you do some veggies and then the chef came out and he was like oh sure I'll do something specifically for you there's no problem here it is it's prepared this is because obviously my dad had complained and so they already had us kind of like in their eyesight anyway we go back to the hotel room this was on our first day and we realized that it was not properly cleaned. It was, it seemed like it had been disoccupied like an hour before we got into the room. We had some creams that had been already used by someone. And so we complained, they came, there was it's just a big mess, you know, lights were not working, the air conditioning was not working. The hotel room was super humid because since the air conditioning wasn't working, we had to open the window. A big fat mess. And they offered their apologies and everything. They came to fix it all and then it was fine. Next day. So this was yesterday. Yesterday morning, they started announcing that a hurricane was coming. And so they were saying, you know what? Activities are going to be canceled for today. You can still have food. The restaurants are going to be open until 4 p.m. And then we're going to ask you to please go seclude yourself in your rooms because it is only going to get worse from there and we want to avoid any accidents. So here's when all shit hit the fan, basically. And I think yesterday was one of the worst experiences that I've probably ever had in a hotel. So my parents basically freak out and they're like, okay, listen, let's go get in the cafeteria. Let's go get some food to go, like, you know, little salads or like a sandwich for my dad and some water and stuff like that. So we're prepared for today and have some snacks just in case. So they go, they bring their food back up to the hotel room and then they try to put it in the fridge. They open it. There was the cleaning lady here in the hotel room making the beds and everything. And they realize the fridge was empty. And so... They asked, the, so the cleaning lady asked them, oh, you guys are the hotel guests. And my parents were like, yeah, why? The cleaning lady said, oh, yeah, it's just because another lady went into the room a couple of minutes ago and took something out of the fridge. And my parents were like, what the actual F? And so obviously they checked the fridge. It was empty. And then they put two and two together and realized that the next door neighbor had actually come into the room and took everything out of the fridge, specifically beers, and brought them to their own room. My parents, understandably freaked out, went to knock on the door, and they were like, excuse me, what the hell just happened? 
and there were a couple of ladies and they were saying, oh yeah, um, we thought the hotel room was empty. You were checking out. And so we figured no one was going to drink the beers. And so we took them, but like you can have one or two back because we drank the other ones. And obviously my parents were like shook and they're like, this is unacceptable. I want to see a manager. I want to see someone because just imagine like, just imagine someone comes in your room and, you know, you have a phone there, you have your computer, you have, in this case, thankfully, I didn't have my microphone or anything, but you never know people's intentions. And so they call the manager and everything. Manager comes down, the next door neighbors were really apologetic and they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and whatever, please accept my apologies. And then the manager, listen to this, please. The manager basically said, yeah. So the next door neighbor already apologized. So it should all be good right now. I want to offer you as a treat to have a late check-in on the day you leave. My parents were just like, listen, keep your apologies, keep everything. We're not interested, but this is totally unacceptable. You have to figure out a way to fix the system or to fix things because this just cannot keep happening. Anyway, that was the second thing. On to the next and last part of this story, and then I will go to the lesson I think I have learned. Second part of the story, we ordered food through the hotel app at like 1 p.m. to have it delivered at 5 because we were like, okay, we want food for dinner and for lunch, and if we don't have it, then at least we know ordering beforehand, we're going to be assured that we have it. Time goes by, we're locked in our rooms, we call it 5.30 because we still haven't gotten the food, and then we ask, hey, so... Is the food still coming because we ordered this morning through the app and we haven't gotten any information? The lady that answered the phone said, oh yeah, that food's never going to come because we canceled that service this morning. They never told any guests. They never decided to tell anyone, you know what, if you're ordering through an app, it's canceled. Please call separately or, you know, a text, an email, whatever it is, because they have obviously all our information saying, if you've done this, you can stop. So basically that happened. We then obviously ordered food and we asked if they were still delivering. They said yes. And it would probably be two to three hours because of the backlog of food. We then asked again if the food was really going to be delivered or we should find another solution. They promised it was going to be delivered. Anyway, two hours go by, two and a half hours go by. At this time it's 8.20 p.m. We call again And then they say, oh, yeah, your food is going to be delivered in about 20 minutes. Don't worry. Are you sure? Yes, yes, we're sure. The food is already being ready. The guy is going to take it up and then they're going to deliver it to you. Okay, perfect. We wait. 20 minutes go by. 40 minutes go by. An hour goes by. We call again. Nobody responds. We call again to the reception. And they finally said, oh, yeah, um, there's a guy that's still delivering food. So I'm sure your food is coming. We pressed on and on. Basically, it turns out he finally told us the truth and he was like yeah so your food is definitely not coming i offer you an apology and yeah just you'll have to wait tomorrow to eat and basically at a luxury hotel guys we spent an entire day without eating because nobody let us know what was happening and nobody had any food you'd think if you're in the middle of a hurricane they'd at least bring you a box of sandwiches or fruit or water or whatever it is they didn't They only decided to deliver it to a couple of floors and a couple of rooms, but not the entire hotel. Even though they knew that a hurricane was coming for the past couple of days, and also they had the entire morning to prepare. But they basically left us without food for 12 hours. And when they complained, the only thing they could say was, oh, 
we're sorry. We offer you our apologies. So I'll let you guys make the conclusion. How do you think this amazing vacation is going so far? No, but in all certainty, in all honesty. So the hurricane finally is over. Sun is starting to come out. I'm hoping I can continue tanning. And I know there are obviously bigger crises in the world that I should be worried about. But I spent 12 hours without food. So my dinner was actually chips. Because nobody decided to give us food. I'm not even asking for a fake burger or like a vegan quinoa, whatever. Like I would have literally been happy with a freaking piece of bread and avocado, like whatever. But anyway, this has been a total nightmare of a vacation and I'm not entirely sure what is going to keep happening in the next few days, but you know what? It's all going to be good. We'll see what happens. It's all going to be good. Something good is going to come out of this. I'm going to tan. And I guess what I want to leave you guys with as a lesson is when things look bad, take a minute, wallow in the fact that things are looking bad or you've had a bad experience or you've been unlucky or whatever it is that you want to call it. Then take a minute to think about, I guess, what lesson you can learn from it. So for me, it is to have patience and to be not kind because I'm always kind, but to be, I don't know how to say this, just to have more patience with my parents because that was probably the only thing I was very afraid of. I was like, holy hell, I'm going to spend basically 12 hours in a room with my parents stuck there, not being able to go out, no food. I'm going to go bonkers and I'm going to kill someone. Turns out it wasn't that bad. My dad was drinking, my mom and I were watching movies on Netflix, and things were actually not that bad. It could have been worse, quite frankly. So that is the lesson, and that is the fantabulous story of how we survived a hurricane without food in a luxury hotel in the Riviera Maya in Cancun. So I hope this has made you laugh a little or at least see that whatever is happening with your day, it's not as bad or it could be worse. And you can always find the silver lining in things. So maybe it was a sign from the universe for me to be patient, to rest, relax, and watch some Netflix. So with your permission, I'm going to be signing off right now. I'm going to leave you with that. There can always be a silver lining and the calm always, always comes after the storm. This is both metaphorically and literally. I will be uploading pictures into the podcast Instagram. So if you want to go check that out as usual at pretty sure podcast, and you'll see lovely, lovely before and after versions of the day we had sun and the time when the wind was a hundred kilometers per hour. So with that, I'm going to be signing off. I will leave you guys to it for this week and remind you that if you're listening to the podcast, you don't have to listen and pay full attention to it. You can be cooking, you can be driving, you can be walking, you can be, I don't even know, doing yoga, meditating, cleaning, whatever it is that you're doing. It is perfectly okay to listen to a podcast. I hope you listen to mine the next time you have some chores. That way you can laugh a little, you can take your mind off things and just enjoy the moment. So I'm going to go now and enjoy a little bit of sun because I need some tan and I will be speaking to you guys next week. Peace out and I hope you have a 
fabulous rest of the week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Producer Podcast. And if you like the episodes, if you like the show, I would be eternally grateful if you leave a review on Apple iTunes. Hasta la vista, baby. See you next time, guys. Peace out.